Thanks for joining us for Episode 5 of This Life's Work with Charles Ratliff and Friends. I'm Dana Schlegenhaft. I'm joined here at Haxton Road Studios by our podcast co-host, Charles Ratliff. Good morning, Charles. Hey, good morning, Dana. Good to see you again. Good to see you here in person. A little distant, but better than <laughs> distant virtual. Distant enough. Yes, distant enough. All right. So, Charles, today there's a lot of layers to the conversation that we're going to have today. And really, we're talking about security, safety, and health. And I want to throw a fact out there first to kind of put everything in perspective. Between 2018 and 2019, Bentonville was the fifth fastest growing city in the country, according to the Census Bureau. Now, let's couple that with the fact that we're in the midst of a pandemic. Bentonville events and gatherings have changed drastically in the last several months. Today, we want to examine how these large events with a growing population and health advisories in place how they can remain safe for your family and friends to socialize, support local small businesses, and gather for entertainment. Charles, you want to introduce our guest today? I, I would love to. appreciate that. Hey, so it's my pleasure to introduce uh, these folks that are here. We have Doug Elms and Deanna Duncan, principals with Safe Haven Security. Hey, welcome to y'all. Thank you for coming. See, I had the pleasure of working with both of them at Walmart a few years ago. And I would say this, that when you meet them, don't interpret their pleasant smiles and good-natured personalities as uh, folks are unaware of the activities around them. They have a uh, trained sixth sense, um, I would some call a situational awareness, Doug, I think maybe is a technical term for that. And I'd also like to introduce uh, Andrew Heath, the executive director of Downtown Bentville, Inc., or as we finally refer to it, DBI, downtown. Uh, Doug, you or Deanna, if you, if you don't mind, uh, can you give us the background of, of uh, Safe Haven and your introduction to Downtown Bentonville, Inc.? Yeah, thanks, Charles, for having us here today. Uh, you gave away one of our secrets, our sixth sense, so uh, be careful doing that. Um, I grew up in Little Rock and uh, was a Little Rock police officer uh, back in the 80s and 90s, and um, uh, Little Rock earned the distinction at that point of becoming the uh, the nation's most dangerous small city in America. And if you remember, there was a lot uh, going on about drug trafficking and gangs in Little Rock. HBO actually did a special called Banging in the Rock. And uh, so after about 10 years of that, I, I kind of had my feel and was very fortunate to be recruited to Walmart, where I spent um, almost 24 years, most of that, uh, in the global security area, um, I, I helped uh, found uh, Walmart's executive protection uh, team and traveled to over 60 countries with three different CEOs, um, helped create a work, uh, workplace violence prevention program within Walmart, and then specialized in what's called threat assessment and management, which is helping uh, companies identify risk to the corporation and then also interpersonal violence which ties in with the workplace violence. So um, I retired about three years ago, and um, and the ball has kept rolling ever since. So um, just really through referrals, uh, we work now with companies. Safe Haven Security Group works with companies um, on, on three pillars. One is um, executive and family protection, which is not really about bodyguards and ninjas. It's a lot about uh, just educating executives what their risks are. And there's a different risk between driving in Northwest Arkansas and getting on a business trip and going to Mexico City, those kinds of things. The second big bucket is is the behavioral and, and threat assessment and management. We 
educate companies, mainly HR uh, professionals, about the warning signs of workplace violence. And, and once they recognize those warning signs in the, in the workplace, they call us back and they say, help us uh, de-escalate this situation. And then thirdly, uh, we provide professional uniform security um, uh, officers. And uh, a little notch up from what you might see in many locations, uh, because of our corporate experience, we understand that all three of those elements really have to um, uh, coordinate with businesses. Um, Security is not a standalone entity. It has to uh, cohesively uh, work with the business and be part of the business and support the business goals. So that's our mindset at Safe Haven Security Group. We, we partner with clients to create safe environments and to keep their names out of the headlines, at least in a, in a negative uh, fashion. So uh, we are here in Bentonville, and uh, we like being part of the community. We knew about downtown Bentonville, Inc., and we go to the farmer's market, and we go to First Fridays, and we're sad that, uh, that you know, there was a – a delay in having those. So we wanted to uh, reach out uh, and have discussions with Downtown Bentonville Inc. about what we can do to, to help restart those initiatives. And I, Dan, I think you call me uh, separately unrelated to DBI. That, is that how we? Yes, Charles. Yeah. It's kind of funny how things kind of morphed into where we are today. Uh, but I saw a Facebook video. Andrew was saying, if anybody's got any ideas, please come forward and help us figure out how we can open the square and, and get things going again. And so an immediate call to him and the ball started turning there. Charles, I was reaching out to you just from, you know, relationships in the past and um, just a huge amount of respect from working with you at Walmart. And um and then just things kind of came together and Charles came together with DBI and, you know, here we are today. So it's a really kind of a neat story. I think it's going to be a good fit. So, Andrew, we want to loop in, you know, that fact I mentioned earlier about Bentonville growing so rapidly. And a lot of that translates to the events that DBI puts on Farmer's Market first Friday during non-pandemic and pandemic season. So you partnered with Safe Haven. Tell me what that means for the organization and what that means for families that want to attend these events, whether it's during the pandemic or during a normal uh, course of business. Absolutely. So safety of our community is always our number one concern. It's it's literally more important than anything else that we do in our planning stages. And I feel really secure that our events are safe. Uh, We have a very close relationship with the Bentonville Police Department, the Sheriff's Office, uh, fire, um, and because of the changes that have happened recently because of the pandemic, we knew that we were going to potentially encounter situations that we haven't encountered before. We have more responsibility now to our community to ensure that the safety, uh, their their health primarily is, is being safe. So we decided that we needed some extra hands, uh, more than what we have just in our office and with our volunteers. And it really was very timely after uh, you and I did that interview on Facebook Live. Um, that Deanna reached out because my my great concern was how do we control crowds? How do we count how many people are coming in? How do we enforce the enhanced safety measures that the state and our city are telling us that we need to put in place? Um, and they came to us and said, we can help you with that. We can help with um, manning our entrances to make sure that people are being compliant to the rules that we have. We can back up your staff, your paid staff and your volunteers. Um, I don't want to put volunteers 
members into sticky situations which ha- which with which they need to go and enforce social distancing enforce face coverings um because they're volunteers, you know, they don't necessarily sign up for that job. Uh, they want to make sure that the event goes well. Um, so having Safe Haven uh, really was a blessing, and it was extremely timely. And we've done one event so far, uh, and it went extremely well. Having them there was just a little bit more confidence, not just for my team, but for the public when they showed up. I think when the public sees one of their uh, officers standing um, at our entrance, they know that, you know, we are taking the safety of our citizens very seriously. And I want to preface all of this. This is a compliment to the law enforcement, yes. which do a fantastic job, and DBI is very appreciative during large events. Um, that being said, when I did a Facebook Live from Farmer's Market on Saturday, I was able to point out the yellow shirts that Safe Haven was wearing at each of the Farmer's Market entrances. Not only were they guarding the entrances, but they were also handing out masks for people that needed them. So it's a compliment to law enforcement, and probably taking some of that off of their hands as well, correct? It does. You know, God forbid there was ever an incident that happened in Bentonville during the time of one of our events and the officers that normally patrol our events have to go. Uh, that's always a concern of mine. If they get called to the scene of a, of a of an incident somewhere else in the city and then all of a sudden we don't have any security present in case something would happen, a lost child or, or a situation that we need to address. So having this second layer of defense um, I think is really helpful. Uh, and in, and I know I mentioned it before, but it shows our commitment to keeping the community safe on every level, not just from incidences that may happen, but also from a health standpoint. So, uh, Andrea, you may have missed it, and I just missed it, but so what was your uh, uh, level of participation uh, compared to your other activities? So for from a staffing side point and or Both. or even from an attendance. Yep. So normally this this will share with the public how the pandemic has changed what we do. We would normally have two or three staff there at an event for a farmers market, um, basically to provide information um, to to answer questions from attendees that may be there. Um, and a normal farmers market would see anywhere from thirty five hundred to five thousand people there on a Saturday, depending on which Saturday it was and what the weather was. Um, this week we probably had about. 10 um, employees and volunteers, and then we had four um, uh, participants from Safe Haven. Uh, so we, it is causing us to have a lot more boots on the ground than we normally have. And I would say our attendance was affected by what's going on. Um, we probably saw closer to maybe 1,500 throughout the day. Um, it never felt busy. Uh, we definitely had busier times than others, but it never felt uncomfortable um, from what I've seen and heard from those that were there. Uh, Deanna, you or Doug have any unique observations about that event? I, I would just say, I mean, I, we we are we were twofold. So we're you know there to provide security, hand out masks, and also to welcome people in. And as people were leaving, uh, they're just so appreciative and so complimentary. Thank you so much for being here. You know, it, it was really a community event. It was community coming together. It was it was a neat thing to see. We received a lot of positive feedback from people that were walking out, um, just saying, thank you for keeping us safe. Uh, and I thought that was really very uh, welcoming and, and made it made it feel a lot better. I was very happy when I got home. It was like the first time I got something normal to do on the weekend and you know, felt very safe, felt the whole thing was very structured, was very happy to show it to other people. And hopefully as they see that structure and safety implemented, they'll want to return to farmer's market as well. But yes, it was a boost to get something that felt normal on a Saturday morning. 
So we're learning how to safely socialize, hopefully. So, uh, Doug, Dan, I have a question for you again. That So I was thinking through everything Andrew was saying and, and, and your input there. Uh, and I remember working with, uh, with you guys at Walmart. And one of the things I recall is that security profession, and you touched on it, Doug, on your your layers of experience that you have. Oftentimes you say safety and people think a uh, security guard. And uh, it, it, your safety and security is, is much deeper and broader than that and, and oftentimes more complicated. And, and one thing that I also learned, I was responsible for that group for a couple of years, is there were a lot of things I really didn't want to know. <laughs> I want you guys to know it and, and y'all take care of it. And, uh, and keep me out of it if you can, and you're very good at doing that. So how did you use your uh, corporate learnings and training for, for what we're doing now? Well, that's a great question. Um, really, security works in, in a couple of ways. One, uh, it's, it's best to have multiple layers of protection. Um, I was in law enforcement, and the name itself describes what law enforcement does. They enforce the law after the law is broken. But corporations and community organizations really want to be more proactive. How do we prevent an incident from occurring in the first place? And much like we teach the warning signs of workplace violence, people really don't just snap and and hurt other people. There's always long and drawn out uh, situations that lead up to to violence, and there's always warning signs. So we help organizations uh, understand what their real risks are based on intelligence that we gather, based on uh, what's occurring around and the probabilities and and uh, so you know the the farmers market was really not about protecting against violence while we were, were prepared for that and we do have emergency preparations in place uh, our real our real focus was to uh, do what was already described, which was uh, make people feel comfortable. We had yellow shirts, which was highly visible, and people could see security. They could f- they could find security very easily if there's a lost child or they had questions. And uh, to Deanna's point, we were handing out masks and pointing directions to this is where uh, what you're looking for. Um, so um, that that would be one uh, one area that I think that our again our corporate experience. Uh, helps us focus on the business goals and how do we contribute to that instead of just defending against and having tough rules that you have to walk this straight that's line. That's a great and, point. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. I don't have an add-on to it. I, I, it's just that most of us, I think in our minds, we segregate security into this other category. But, Andrew, now you have a group that – it can coordinate with the business owners downtown to say, okay, we get both sides. We understand the business side. We know what you're trying to accomplish, but we can also help you with the other. It's really important that our events are maintained as a fun family event. You know, we don't want it to look like uh, you're you're going into Fort Knox when you're going to uh, our farmer's market or First Friday. That defeats the whole purpose of having the event. So we wanted to make sure, and and one thing that was really important to us is that we had people there that reflected the same values and and beliefs that DBI did. Um, That we didn't just have... You know, for the stereotypical bouncer at a nightclub, because this isn't a nightclub, um, we had people who were going to be friendly and engaging and pleasant to deal with, um, because we're not trying to make this into a, a negative experience for people to come to. 
So uh, really quickly, we want to talk about both DBI and Safe Haven and how not only do they work together, but how can members of the community assist in those efforts when they go to events or when they're, you know, home? How do they help make sure that these events are safe and secure? I think number one is is, is following the rules. Um, make sure that you know what the rules are prior to attending one of the events because it is a different day and age right now. Uh, things are slightly different than what people experienced a year ago. We are requiring face masks at outdoor events. That's something that's a directive that's given to us from the Department of Health, uh, the Arkansas Department of Health. So just understand that these rules are in place to keep the community as a whole safe. So if you disagree with these rules, you know, you really need to think about whether or not you should attend the event or not, um, because we're going to enforce these rules. So the best thing that you can do is, is share with your friends and family what we're doing, that the events are open, um, but that they are slightly different and that there's new parameters that we need to follow. Um, And that's, you know, that's where Safe Haven comes in to help us with that, to help us with that enforcement, um, which I think is very critical right now. Doug and Deanna, what's the best thing the public and the community can do to assist you to make your job easy when you're, you know, enforcing these events? I like what Andrew said. I mean, uh, whether you go to a Razorback game or whether you go to the airport, you kind of know what the rules are ahead of time and uh, what you should bring and what you should not bring. And so uh, as uh, DBI um, communicates what those rules are, follow those rules. I think the other thing is that, you know, it's a tense time for a lot of people, whether you agree with politics, whether you agree with the rules of wearing masks or not. um, uh, You have the right to express your opinion, but do it in a manner that's uh, respectful of other people and uh, and uh, I guess that's really it is uh, you have the right to, to share your opinion you have the right not to come to a certain restaurant if they want you to sit apart and wear masks but uh, do that in a respectful manner so uh, Doug and Deanna both I think it was in in your call to me Deanna that I was most impressed uh, well most impressed with a lot of things what you've done you, you don't have you really don't have social media marketing thing. You've grown by word of mouth. But uh, on your call to me, Dan, I, I heard some pretty impressive clients. And who are who are some of your clients that you're dealing with now? If if you can mention them. <laughs> Um, from a from a consulting standpoint, we work with companies all over North America. I mean, our furthest from Arkansas would be Lululemon, which is in Vancouver, uh, and, and then around uh, around the four state area, we work with uh, Arvest Bank Group, uh, the University of Arkansas, um, sororities at the University of Arkansas, several mo- uh, food manufacturers. They all have different security and safety needs, but we're able to understand what their business is about and fit into those those companies we love partnering with people we're not just uh, we we don't want to be just a for hire security company where you have a guy standing in the parking lot and that's all he does that's that's not who we are we partner with our clients we understand their business we we give tough advice uh, that uh, sometimes clients uh, take uh, take a few minutes to um, to think about uh, but that's where we fit in best is partnering with uh, corporate clients and and helping keep their people safe. So I think you mentioned you you're, so you have 168 folks on the payroll. I mean, that's right. Yes, sir. <laughs> you, you would know since you're having to sign <laughs> the checks and all. But uh, you know, I like the size. It's a it's a small group for national business. Yeah. But your hometown. So I think Andrew, uh, we have the pleasure of having some national 
experience and depth at uh, all these layers of safety and security right here, and they're very willing to work with us. And uh, if I were a downtown uh, business, I'd feel really good about that. Absolutely. One of the things that we were really attracted to was the approach in which Safe Haven took to even just reach out to us. Uh, we, we get solicited for security assistance all the time. And some of those come in in a very aggressive manner. Um, you will have a disaster happen at an event at some point, so you must hire us. Um, that is not what this came in as. This came in as we we are members of your community. We appreciate this community. We want to see these events up and running as, as quickly and as safely as possible. We want to partner with with you. It really felt like a partnership. And I think that's ultimately what um, had us follow up back. Uh, you know, we do get a lot of solicitations and many times we don't respond. But with this one, there was just something special, something unique there. And that's that's why we continued the conversation. There's nothing more secure than having people um, secure an event that they also attend personally. And when you say you attend Farmer's Market um, and First Fridays, I'm sure you can't help but process some of the the things that you see. So then applying that to the security is, that's to me is the most grassroots and effective way of, of applying security to these events. Absolutely. We have lots of uh, family and friends down here. And I mean, it's just, it is, it's part of the community. It's not about going out and trying to add, you know, more, more people, more, you know, more clients. It's really about investing in the community. Right. Charles, did I miss anything? I, I just want to say it's really good to see that you, you guys again, uh, Doug. Yeah, I haven't seen you in a long. It's probably been fifteen years or so. Good to see you again. Appreciate you being involved. I'm I'm really excited about this, Andrew. Appreciate what you're doing. I'm uh, I'm really excited that you that you stepped out and established this relationship. Thank you for doing that. Well, I'm sure the community is appreciative as well as they attend these events in the future. And with that, we've hit the end of episode five of this life's work. As always, you can catch every episode of this podcast at theratliffgroup.com or anywhere that you find podcasts online, iTunes, Spotify, any of the podcast apps. And if you enjoyed this episode or you want to contact us, you can email us. There's a form on theratliffgroup.com. And we can also provide information for DBI and Safe Haven if you contact us as well. Stay safe. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time.